Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm. So tasty. <laughs> uh, today is Thursday, April 4th, and it's a lovely day. We're going to go outside. Let's go outside. Hey, to the east side of the house. I think the air is a little cool, but I think once I'm in the sun, it'll be wonderful. I have great faith. <clears throat> We're supposed to have kind of a nice weekend. Maybe I'll get David to help me go collect flagstone from some place that we can collect it. And I could start working on my little patio on the east side here. We've done that before. We did that back in Wyoming, so it's well within my skill set. Uh, the question is where we can go to collect the flagstone. In Wyoming, we were pretty familiar with which were public lands that were not wilderness or park designation, where you could go and collect rock and be fine. Um, you know, David worked for Wyoming Game and Fish, and I was a wildlife biologist, um, more or less. That's probably a grand term for what I was, but I certainly worked with a lot of wildlife biologists. It's actually an official um, like job title designation in Wyoming, <coughs> so I wouldn't want to claim it incorrectly. And there goes David off to drive for the day of to the crunching of our gravel driveway. <laughs> so anyway, um, we knew how to legally collect rock in Wyoming. Legally and ethically, which matters to both of us. So it's less clear here in New Mexico. I think David has an idea, though. When we were at Santa Rosa Lake a week ago, I was looking at all of the flagstone rock around that lake, and I was saying, this would be perfect. <laughs> this would be perfect flagstone, and, but it's a state park, and we wouldn't do that. So, it would be nice to get some. It's actually not that hard to do. You know, you clear out the soil and <clears throat> lay down sand, which we do buy. It's not easy to collect sand hereabouts unless we went to the Great Sand Dunes, which, again, National Park. So, but I think we could get away with doing it pretty cheap. And then maybe I can... Uh, spring for our little sail shade. That would be nice, wouldn't it? I think that would really spruce up this side of the house, too, which is a little blank to my eye. We'll see. We shall see. Might out get out and do some gardening in the yard this weekend, although Sunday's supposed to be much nicer than Saturday, so I'm contemplating making Sunday be my unplugged day this week. I would just have to uh, set up my SFF7 blog post on Saturday. But I could do that, right? I just have to think ahead. Think ahead. And we'll see how the weather actually plays out.
otherwise, I don't think that there's a whole lot going on. Um, I did make my word count yesterday. Um, another 3,500 words, a little bit above. It was more of a struggle yesterday. Um, I thought I wasn't going to make it, but then <clears throat> I got the rest in the afternoon. It was just a longer day than I would have liked. I'm going to try to be a little bit more laser-focused about getting it done this morning. I got a little distracted yesterday morning <laughs> by Finch Song. I got a little distracted yesterday morning because I'd been waiting for Amazon to verify the exchange rate so I could send money to the Seasons of Sorcery gals. And when I logged on in the morning, that uh, the rates were finally confirmed. And I, it was already April 3rd, and I kind of felt bad sitting on their money for that long. So I finished those calculations and sent that off. Which didn't take long, but it just works to distract me for the rest of the day, unfortunately. It just um, changes the direction of my mind, I think. One thing I need to figure out how to do, that's totally different direction of thought, is how to have people on this podcast long distance. And even though I call it first cup of coffee, we might end up doing it later in the day. But a couple of people have asked to be on the podcast to talk about their stuff. And I need to get that tech going. Um, I suppose as long I could use like a Zoom meeting, right? And then just record it because it doesn't matter how I record it. As long as I have the MP3, then I can just upload it to Buzzsprout, right? So I think I'll start doing that so that way you guys don't have to just always listen to me natter on about my book brain and how I can't think of much to say. <laughs> I'm sure that gets like not entertaining after a while. Although I get more people listening all the time, so you know, bless you all. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, going back to the writing, working on Fiery Citadel. I did um, reply to editor Jenny. She gave the thumbs up for the revisions to Chapter 1, which were not profound. I don't know why they sent me into a major change. Well, it was that tied with going through the Orchid Throne proofs. Then I just needed to layer in a bunch of stuff. So, would have had to get done at some point. I know I keep saying that. I just didn't like that I slowed down so much. Um, I'm closing in on the end of scene five at this point. I'm at nearly 50,000 words for the record. Yeah. And so, and I'm, it's funny because right now all of the Beats and the Act 1 climaxes are showing me ending up at about 80,000 words. And I double-checked my contract yesterday, <laughs> actually, uh, to make sure. And it does say 
that book two should be 90 to 100,000 words. And I'm wondering if this one comes out shorter, if that's a problem. I suppose I can always add to it in revisions. But a lot of times I find that I slow down when I am resisting the story being what it wants to be. And right now that's following this arc and I'm I'm just going to have to go with it or I'm not going to get it written. I'm just going to have to let it be what it wants to be. Um, I keep thinking, you know, it's it's really not a huge difference if I had like 2,000 more words before scene one and act one, then it would probably be playing out correctly. So I've thought about going back. I keep thinking I'm going to add like a section in there or a chapter in there. And then every time I go back to do it, and I even know what it would be, every time I go back to do it, I end up not. I end up going with the flow. (laughs) Uh, The story doesn't want it there. Maybe I'll see it when when it's done, when I come back later. It's one of those things that, like, what you intellectually think will be in the story just ends up not being part of the energetic flow of it, uh, no matter how you try to wedge it in there. And it's too bad, because sometimes I have really awesome ideas, and I think, oh, this is going to be such a cool idea to have in the story, and then I never manage to get it in there. Every time I try to wedge it in, it just won't go. So... I'm sure other writers just do it anyway and figure it out. And they aren't so, they aren't like me. (laughs) Uh, Alas, I'm definitely in this mode, though. I had crazy, crazy dreams last night. Just sort of fragmented dreams all night long. So pulling the story together. What I ended up writing yesterday was a whole scene that I had not expected to be in the story. And it just sort of threw itself, you know, it was like I was in this mode of that I really wanted to get my 3,500 words for the day. And so I was just pushing, you know, and it's like as long as I was writing, that was good because I'm advancing the story. And it ended up being this whole scene I didn't expect. And it's a little... Um, a little bizarrely whimsical in ways that evoke Covenant of Thorns. Um, For those of you who enjoyed Covenant of Thorns, this scene definitely had similar elements of that, which surprised me because I don't feel like I've touched back on that particular feeling. Um, I'm calling it a feeling because I'm not sure. It's kind of an idea, but it's sort of this, um, I don't know, when I think of it, it's sort of like this bubble of a something inside of me. And it's the first time I've gone back to that, I think. I saw somebody on Twitter. I had a column on TweetDeck to monitor for my name. And I ended up taking it out because I decided that I decided it was unproductive for me to be watching for mentions of my name. You know, if people want me to see something, they'll tag me. And a lot of times I need to, like, not see that. (laughs) Um, 
it's, I think it's a sort of a respectful allowance of privacy that people can recommend my books and or say that they hate my books without me looking over the, my, their shoulder. Um, which is what ended up happening with this gal because she had been putting on Goodreads that she was reading uh, the Covenant of Thorns trilogy. And so, you know, and it would say, you know, Goodreads fills it in, you know, Rogue Spawn by Jeffy's Kennedy, Jeffy Kennedy. And so I would see it in this column. And I saw she was reading it, and I, and she read all three books in a row. And then she um, ended up saying, she said something about it that it, she didn't love it. Uh, she said that it rocketed back and forth from grimly dark to bizarrely whimsical, and that she wasn't pleased with that experience. You know, which is totally legit, because I would say that that's probably a fair assessment of those books. Um, for those of you who haven't read those Covenant of Thorns books, which was really my first, you know, Rogue's Pond was the first novel I ever wrote after I switched from nonfiction. It wasn't the first fiction that I had published, but that trilogy was my first fantasy romance trilogy, and when Karina Press published it because nobody else would touch it because it's so strange <laughs> they called it fantasy romance and it was the first time that I really heard the term fantasy romance so guy in a truck driving very slowly down our street probably a Looks like a worker looking for the right house, carpenter or something. Uh, but it distracted me. What was I saying? Oh, Covenant of Thorns. The whole premise of that trilogy, oh, I was saying that when Karina Press first uh, published it, they called it Fantasy Romance, and I was like, oh, is that what I'm writing? Um, but for those of you who don't know what it is, it's... um. Or the premise is it's a woman who's a scientist who falls through a, a portal at Devil's Tower. And you could catch the autobiographical ex, uh, aspects there. And she ends up in fairy. And she ends up in this uh, relationship with a fey lord rogue um, but I had a lot of fun with fairy because I've always been very drawn to the aspects of fairy in the uh, old tales where the fae are not nice people, where they are um, alien and tricksters and follow their own code of behavior and where magic is... Um, something that they do use whimsically, that word again. So my very analytical scientist is always trying to figure out fairy, trying to figure out the rules, and sort of um, a double-edged sword, as all these things are. She is able to work magic, which gives her an elevate, more, much more elevated position than she might otherwise have, but... Um, it's that's where I came up with my tagline, be careful what you wish for. 
because she would make wishes and they would come true. So I had a great deal of fun with writing those books. Um, I have not gone back and read them in a long time, and I don't know how well they stand up. You know, they they were my first novels, and I suspect they're not as well-structured or well-written as what I'm doing now. You know, and it's it's interesting that I I found it very interesting that that gal said that she kind of experienced whiplash with the <laughs> excuse me allergy season spring is spring um because I could see how that's part of what made the you know I had I, that was Rogue's Pond was the book that I tried for years and years and years to sell to traditional publishing and had a great deal of trouble doing it. And I can see in retrospect that maybe it is partly that um, alternation in tone that makes it so strange, uh, that makes it an odd combination. And in part the, you know, the, the romance, which is, begins as an erotic obsession uh, on both their parts. <laughs> and develops over time, you know, that that's in there along with some pretty high-stakes, dark fantasy aspects. So, but then again, you know, there's there's also this sense of fairy being whimsical in such an alien sense. So, yeah, I could see why the... You know, people don't always like, you know, it's sort of like that one wasn't just chocolate and peanut butter mixed together. I also had some fig jam in there, <laughs> which, you know, if you like that kind of thing, you, that's good. But it's certainly not what people expect, especially if somebody's thinking that they're getting peanut butter. They're going to be like, what the hell is going on with all this big jam and chocolate, too? So, that's kind of my my take on things. I've, so, I, I, I guess I should wind that back around to... I've maybe been careful of touching on that bizarre magic whimsy bubble sense, whatever it is. Maybe when someone else will have a good term for what I'm talking about. I've been wary of touching it again since it was... You know, a lot of people did love those books, but they weren't crazy popular. Um, but it did come out yesterday when I was writing, and I decided not to resist it. So now we'll just sort of see how that goes over. It's interesting stuff, and it absolutely fits with the seeds of what I planted. So perhaps it was inevitable that this particular flower would bloom from the very beginning of the Orca Throne concept. So, I did uh, circle back around on my previous topic, too, that um, I did tell Editor Jenny that I wasn't going to have the whole thing done by the 15th, but she hasn't replied yet. I don't think, should we look and see? I do get her emails on my phone. I only get certain emails on my phone, but hers is one. If I accidentally cut it off, I hope you all have a fabulous Thursday.
and I will talk to you tomorrow. But now we'll try. No, nope, she hasn't answered me yet. So, oh, and I didn't cut you off. What a goddess I am. <laughs> she can be taught. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully she won't mind too much. I told her I would either be by that Friday or the following Monday. And I offered to let her have as much as I'd finished by the 15th, or even now if she wants. But we'll see. We'll see what she says. So I hope you do all have a wonderful Thursday. And I will talk to you tomorrow. And, oh, wow, the sun is so nice today. I should get my words done early so I can come be outside, right? There's good incentive. All right. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.